Hello and welcome to our series on education in the church. Education in the church. And we have been looking together at some reflections on the uh, interwoven natures of education and ministry and how can we use education uh, in order to support Christ's wonderful mission for the church to multiply Jesus like disciples. And we have uh, explored together aspects of the biblical undergirding of this concept of education in the church. And in the next few series, we're going to look at the historical background uh, and then we're going to look at some educational theory, uh, that, uh, theories that will help us uh, in, uh, in our practice in the teaching and the learning in the church. Uh, so far, uh, we have uh, mentioned that uh, the biblical concepts that we're exploring together can be categorized under the priority of equipping or education in the church, uh, the purpose and the process. We've looked together at the priority over the last uh, several reflections, and today we're going to look at the purpose, the biblical purpose for education and equipping in the church. And the greatest uh, passage that highlights that is Ephesians chapter 4, and starting from verse 11, uh, Paul indicates the very purpose for equipping and educating uh, Christians in the church. And he says this, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Why did he do that? Why did he give uh, church leaders or functions uh, of leadership in the church? He says to equip his people, to equip the saints in other uh, translations, that all those leaders, their number one priority is to equip the saints. So that helps us to see the priority of equipping and education in the church. So what's the purpose of that then, Paul? Why are we equipping the saints? He says, for the work of the service or the work of ministry. Okay, so there is another level where every member of uh, the congregation are involved in serving the Lord. What, what's the, the ultimate end in view? He says, so that. So that is the ultimate purpose, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And what's fascinating about this, that Paul gives us the very purpose for equipping and education in the church and then describes it in various phrases that gives it a little bit of dimension so that we understand what it means that the body is built or for the building up of the body uh, uh, unto maturity. And he begins to explain what that is. So today we're going to look at the ultimate purpose of building up the body, of building up the body of Christ. And most commentators help us to reflect back to Ephesians chapter 2, where Paul uses another metaphor for the building up. So the building up or, or the maturity of the body is expressed in Ephesians chapter 2 as building up of the temple. So we notice in 
Paul's uh, uh, analogies of the maturity of the people of God, the, the, the ultimate purpose for development, the ultimate purpose for education, the ultimate purpose of equipping is building up the body, which in Ephesians chapter 2 is a metaphor of a building, a literal building of a temple. And then in Ephesians chapter 4 is the growth of the body, the building up in terms of the growth of the body. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, what Paul says he says for he himself that is Christ our peace who has made the two groups that's Jews and Gentiles one and has destroyed the barrier the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity, one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. The first thing that we need to understand about the purpose of equipping or the purpose of education and development in the church is the ultimate purpose is building up a new humanity. So here it's uh, um, understood as the temple. He says, to you know, that's really uh, the, the, the building that uh, he's building. And what we need to know is the building uh, for the Jews at the time was God's dwelling place. You're aware of that, where God met with His people and uh, the barrier between the Gentiles and uh, the, uh, the Jews is that the Gentiles couldn't really connect with the God of the temple. They had their own little outer place where they could mingle, but they weren't part of the family of God. They weren't uh, given access uh, to the presence of God, which the, the, the Jewish people had the privilege of connecting in this way with God in the temple. So Paul was saying is that Christ came and created a multi-ethnic humanity, a humanity, a new humanity that is like the temple. In what way is it like the temple, Paul? Well, just like the temple was the dwelling place where God, um, you know, dwelt uh, and manifested Himself and interacted with His people. So is the new humanity, the Jews and the Gentiles in Christ. They are now a temple, which he also mentions in, in the first book of Corinthians chapter 3 and, and chapter 6, that you are the temple of God. That means God dwells in you. Uh, and manifest himself through you. So when Paul is saying uh, that we are built uh, up uh, as a temple, that means we are built, being built up in such a way that God dwells and manifests himself through us collectively as well as through us individually. And they are the two mentions in the book of First Corinthians uh, about uh, we are the temple of God uh, collectively, but we also the temple of God. God individually, God resides and dwells in us. It's a fascinating and incredible blessing that 
when we are not aware of it, we can underestimate the salvation, the work of Jesus that did on our behalf. And we, and we turn it into a transaction rather than a, a rebuilding of who we are. Look at Ephesians, um, uh, yeah, the, the chapter 2, verse 21. This new humanity is a building that grows into holy temple in the Lord. It's a building that grows into a holy temple. That's in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 21. And this exact word grows is what is referred to when he speaks about the body in, in, in uh, Ephesians chapter 4. And the body of Jesus Jesus, which we uh, become the body of Jesus and grow up as the body of Christ, we are growing in such a way we experience the presence of God as well as manifest the presence of God in the world. That's what we're growing towards. We're growing in experiencing the unity, the union that we have with the triune God, and we also gradually and more consistently manifest. That's the ultimate dream of development and equipping and, uh, and education in the church. It's the building of people that resemble uh, God in the world, just like God. God indwelled Jesus. We find that out in, 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 uh, in John chapter 1, verse 1 and 14, that the, the God indwelt and manifested Himself in the body of Jesus. So if we're the body of Christ, then by His grace, we're also able to do the same thing. And uh, here is some scholar's summary of this concept of building up the body. It refers to primarily to the church internal spiritual growth. The goal of the church is to become like Christ, its head in every possible way. I couldn't yell that loud enough. Growth that parallels the metaphor of the church as a building, whether it's in Ephesians 4 or Ephesians 2. Again, the goal of transformation captures an internal change of the heart and an external change of the habits. This speaks of the whole personhood. It's our entire, it's the heart, it's what's internal, as well it's how we live our lives habitually, day after day after day. Leaders in the equipping and the church in its growing must strive for nothing less than full Christ-likeness. Uh, in the commentary uh, by Clean uh, in the Expositor's Bible commentary, it's over and over again God's people know that the goal, the ultimate goal is that we be like Christ. I love this. It, um, in another commentary of Ephesians, it says the final goal of this construction work is union with Christ in all His fullness. It speaks of our building up towards that, you know, maturity, Christ-like maturity as the ultimate final goal of the construction of what the church is doing, you know, uh, building the body is a construction that we're all involved in. And what's the final goal? Is Christ 
our union with Christ that is manifested in our day-to-day interaction. So what are we constructing? What does that Christ-likeness look like? What are some of the dimensions of this Christ-likeness? Well, Paul addresses that in the following few verses in Ephesians chapter 4, and that's the subject of our reflection in our next session. Until then, be utterly blessed.